0: It is finally here. It is time for the Super Bowl. Let's break it down. Welcome to Trash Talk. I'm looking, Corkins. Today, I'm not joined by Austin. I'm joined by a better voice, a manlier voice. I'm kidding. I love you, Austin. Josh Finn from Tower Casuals and Arsenal X is here tonight.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm glad we got to do this.
0: Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for being available. You're the best.
1: Uh, You know, I I always like coming and talking sports with you guys. It's pretty fun. And
0: uh, let's start that off. It's time for the light up.
1: The biggest news
0: and headlines from this week in sports, it's right here. This is The Lineup on Trash Talk. We're going to start the lineup off with news that I have waited since 2014 to say. I can't believe it's here. For all the believers, NCAA football is back EA is currently in development on a new college football game. This is going to be for next-generation consoles only, so PS4, Xbox One. We're so sorry, your time is over, pretty much. Because as soon as this comes out, it's it's just going to be the best-selling game of all time. I mean, we can just assume that. Dude, but no, I'm NCAA. So <laughs> I cannot wait. NCAA double A football is back. Here's where it stands though. They have made an agreement with the CLC, or CLC, meaning that they can get the teams but they will not have player likeness in this. So you'll see all your favorite sports teams. You'll see, or you see all your favorite college teams. You'll see all your favorite stadiums, but it will not have any likeness or any current players within the game. Josh, being the huge fan that you are, how you, 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 you broke the news to me and I freaked out. How did you feel?
1: I, you know, I felt that you were like the one person who was first off awake when I saw it, who (laughs) would appreciate this, but, uh, Also, because I mean, God, it's been so long. Twenty fourteen was the last one that we got. Um, I don't think that one had player likeness either. In that one, if I remember correctly,
0: it had a few. But okay, it had a few. It had a few. few.
1: Um, I. That's the one thing that's killing me on this. Like, I understand why it's not there. You know, we're still the NCAA litigation about. You know, are are these paid student athletes or not? Uh, Should they be? Like, I mean, spoiler alert: yes, they should be. But, you know, you pay them for their likeness, things like that. And I think that'll take away from a little bit of this. But at the same time, it's like, damn, it just feels good to have this back. Because yeah. I always felt like there was, there was like a heart inside the NCAA games that was lacking in the Madden games. And has lacked from the Madden games for most of this past generation. But I'm very excited. I, I, I'm all here for it. I'm here for the Nick Saban and Clemson teams that will na- naturally be like across <laughs> the board. Like, can we get Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney's likenesses in this game?
0: Make it happen!
1: Make it happen. it happen! What I would love to see, because I actually missed the news that there were no that there were not player likenesses in this. Yep. Um, I missed that part of the announcement because I was just so excited. I was really hoping there would be like a Legends mode or something.
0: Oh um, yeah, um, or like a Heisman mode. Get all the pre- previous Heisman winners. Yeah, Heisman. yeah,
1: or like. So like when I say legends, I mean like all the great college players that we haven't gotten to experience over the last six years, six seven years not having this. I mean like ha- have like a couple different covers. Have like have like a Joe Burrow cover, a Trevor Lawrence, um, a Devonte Smith. Like just have have all these like cover selections. Go all the way back to fucking Manziel if you need to. Like <laughs> I don't care, dude. Get me Johnny Football on there. Yeah, get me get, get some of this. Like that that would just be awesome. Like uh, but I'd love to see like a. Almost like an ultimate team style thing, just Dude, not yeah. for money. But like, let me put, let me put college Tim Tebow. Let me put junior year Tim Tebow <laughs> with Devontae Smith and Jordan Shipley. Let me do it.
0: I want it, man. I want that. Oh and man! Y- you know what else I want is. um I'm so pumped, college. Uh, mascot mashup or mayhem, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The the playing is the map. Yeah, mascot mayhem. That's the best. That it's, was, it, it's it's flat such a fun. And, 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 and the the other thing I love about NCAA football over Madden is the speed. Mm-hmm. It feels so more natural than I, I'm sorry. I, I I've I've kind of come back up from playing Madden so often just because Madden's so slow and it's so. I'm I'm a moving quarterback, and in, in in half the time in Madden, Patrick Mahomes fumbles the ball. When does Patrick Mahomes ever fumble the ball on a freaking roll out? Like I,
1: I'm I'm saying, when have you seen Russell Wilson run that slowly?
0: Exactly. And Madden just has gotten so stale in my mind that it's like, yes, bring back NCAA, EA. For all the crap I've given you for all the dumb mistakes you've made in the last few years, this is something that if you do it right and you don't mess with it too much. This could be a redeeming thing. Oh, also, I think uh,
1: absolutely a redeeming thing. I'm here for it. Like, uh, dude, can you imagine that in the next-gen engine? Because oh Madden, Madden next-gen oh, yeah. looks fucking gorgeous.
0: Oh, it's so gorgeous. By the way, did you play God. have you seen the God of War 60 frames per second footage today?
1: Uh, I have. I, I saw it, and I went, oh, okay, oh. I wasn't going to play this game ever again, just because it's one of those, like, I feel like my first playthrough was just so special. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna go play this game again now. I won't I won't do like as much as I did in my first playthrough. I won't go do like all the side shit, but I will go do this again. I will go play this.
0: It's
1: yeah. It's it's, 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 it's perfect.
0: So EA, don't screw it up. And while you're at it, go ahead and announce uh the last or Fallen Jedi two. Cause I would I would totally take that right now. I, I It'd be
1: my Inferno squad spinoff.
0: Oh my god, yes. Just give me more. Give me more of that story because that was such a great thing. We don't normally talk about video games on on Trash Talk, but hey, that's where the we had to make an exception for NCAA though. We have to.
1: It's 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 like a law, like like air or water. The last (laughs) time one of these came out, a University of Michigan player was the cover athlete. Let that sink in.
0: When was the last time Michigan? By the way, we haven't talked about this on the show, and I'd like to get your take here. Jim Harbaugh got extended. How?
1: I can't fucking believe that. I thought it was a joke when I saw it. I was like, oh, surely this is like an onion article or like something from Ohio State. Like, nope. It is. I have no earthly idea. I, how? How? Because like, I
0: thought he was, I really thought he was going to make the jump to, to the NFL. I really, really I, I
1: thought he was going to come back and at least be a position coach somewhere or like an offensive or defensive coordinator. Like, Har- Harbaugh, I think it, he's not meant for the college level. He's just not. But he can still manage an NFL team.
0: He, he's a great motivator. From what I've heard is that he's just relentless to his, um, to his uh, coaching staff. Like He puts so much on his assistants, and that's why he, his coaching staff changes every other year. It's,
1: it's crazy. I mean, you, you want to know what you know what he's holding out for. He's waiting for Pete Carroll to retire, and then he's going to come in and take the team over and fire God, him. God,
0: I don't want that, though. See, and I – okay, let me put you on this idea. The other Harbaugh is going to be on the hot seat next year. If the Ravens can't make it past the second weekend in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, John is <laughs> one of those guys I was kind of looking at for that too, because like la- last year they didn't, they did not win in the playoffs with the MVP, right? They failed out of it in the wild card round the year before with Lamar Jackson. And that just God awful game, which we've all memed to death. Like, Winning a Super Bowl, as we saw with Doug Petters- uh, Doug Peterson only gets you so far. Yeah. I he's it, gonna be what four or five years removed from that Super Bowl next season? Five years?
0: Well, they won that Super Bowl in what Ravens won it. No, the Ravens won it in like 2012.
1: Oh god t- dude, he's gotta be on the he's gotta be on the fucking high. It's just after this year, where like their offense went yeah.
0: through waves of being great to now they shit again. And then,
1: nope, nope, no, you almost
0: had it. You're almost good. I mean, I mean it was
1: similar to Seahawks extended uh, Pete Carroll at the beginning of the season. But I'm okay with Pete Carroll. Because <sighs> I'm, what I'm really
0: okay, talk, talk to me
1: about that. So, I listen, I, lo- I love Pete. I will forever love Pete for bringing us our only championship, uh, giving us what historically one of the greatest defenses of all time, you know, helping draft Wilson, who I still think is close to a once in a generation talent. But, holy shit, the mismanagement of this team under Pete Carroll has been just something else to watch. Uh, you look at our offense I mean we had Daryl bevel, Brian Schottenheimer, and now we've got what the c- fucking quarterbacks coach from the Rams uh-huh. as our uh, as our new offensive coordinator. It's just like guys, like he he Pete only likes to do the run. he is an incredible, incredible defensive mind, but to that extent, he has Ken Norton jr. running our defense, which is as we saw for until we caught Carlos Dunlap this year was just abysmal. And we were giving up the most points in league history to other teams. Like we were making other quarterbacks look like fucking MVP candidates when they're like middle of the road, dude. Like that's oh, how dude. bad just fucking Colt McCoy lit us up. Okay. Fucking Colt it- McCoy. <laughs>
0: The legion of boom has been quieter, not just because there's no fans in the in the uh, oh, it's,
1: it's not it's not the legion anymore. I mean, just just flat out, like the minute that when Sherman got traded at, or not traded, when he left as a free agent, Cam Chancellor had to retire early and Earl Thomas slipped us the bird. It was over.
0: Now, I do. It's interesting that you bring up Sherman, because I, I do want to bring that up. Sherman is now reportedly going to be a free agent. John Gruden made a comment today saying that he would like to see him come to Oakland. Do you think that's a good move? Mm.
1: So the thing with Sherman is I think Sherman excels in very specific styles of defenses. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if the Raiders is that for him. You know who I so Sherman, I don't think, has very many more years of being a starting cornerback. If any. two,
0: maybe two,
1: maybe two, <laughs> maybe two. Like he he hasn't he didn't quite drop off like Darrell Rivas did. Uh, he's he's getting had there. To He's definitely getting there though. Um, but God, I mean, Rivas, before he's in have, even have his 20s, we were having to have this conversation about him. Yeah. Um, Sherman, I think he needs to be somewhere where he's not the number one, where he's not being depended on to lead that coverage. Honestly, like, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'd almost love to see him come back. Like, he to finish, at, finish out his career with yeah. us, but he would have to be willing to take a pay cut. And that's yeah. it's big mouth Richard Sherman. I love yeah. the guy he's like, he's one of those who his ego is a little bit too big for him. I think. Right. Uh, I don't think he's ever quite accepted that you're not always the star. He even, he had a hard time about that than the Seahawks. I mean, like he had, he had some incredible seasons with us, right? right.
0: 11,
1: 12, 13, incredible. But, he also, I think, a lot of his productivity was always bolstered by fucking Earl and Cam running that field. Oh, dude, absolutely! The enforcer was out there. Like when you see that man leap the defensive line, like I get, I got scared. I'm scared, and I'm sitting at home on my TV. I thought he was. I thought Bam Bam Cam was running through my TV.
0: So here, here, here's where I stand with it. I think if you're Richard Sherman, you've heard all this talk for so long, and and you've been hearing it, you don't have it anymore. I think that ignites a fire and Sherman says, okay, I want to prove that I'm great and that I can retire on my own terms, right? So if he goes down to Oakland, right? So then he's going to have to face Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. That's four times a year. That's not bad. Um, We don't know what Denver's doing at quarterback. There's rumors that they're trying to get in the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Which why Turk Cousins now becoming a trade icon? We're blah, blah, blah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. It's gonna be pretty good. But if you do that, yeah, you're you're facing two of the two of the better quarterbacks. But if you stay in the West, you're facing Stafford, you're facing Russell Wilson, you're facing uh Ky- Kyler Murray.
1: And Wilson has say- burned him. He just
0: straight and- up does. And Wilson has burned him. And I think a new challenge there with Matt Stafford in LA is like that could be, and I think it is the most competitive division in football. So if I, Richard Sherman, stay another year, yes, resign, the 49ers cap situation is a little bit tricky, especially now that they've, uh, especially if they end up getting Kirk Cousins, because Kirk Cousins' contract is backloaded. And so they're going to have to pay that dude like 30 million this year. And then I think it's another thirty-five next year. So, like the cap hit on if they end up getting Kirk Cousins is, is, is dangerous. But if you can get Richard Sherman to sign for, let's say, overall contract, 30 million for two years, give him 20 this year, give him 10 next year. It's not the worst deal in the world because at least you're getting a veteran. But you have to be very clear with him and say, look, if you're going to be here, you have to be a leader. And you have to act like you genuinely give a crap about the rest of the team. Stop doing this me game and be part of the team. I,
1: I, think, I think if you bring him in, you, you try to kind of like appeal to his ego and you say like, yeah, we, we, we want you to be a leader. We want you to help mentor these younger kids. You know, we want you to help mentor not, not just the quarterbacks but the secondary in general because, I mean, when the Legion of Boom was at its best was when they were interchangeable back there. They were all like – how many times did we see him play out of position, Right. Like right. we would see him, you know, streaking across the middle or like Cam running down the sidelines. Like they were at their best with that com- with that kind of communication. And Sherman was doing that, you know, his mid-20s is when he was yep. doing it. And you know, fifth round draft pick, like I think he always had that fire in him. You know, people couldn't believe he fell that far. And <sighs> with him though, I think he wants to go to a situation where he's gonna be with an automatic contender. Like he's at yeah. that point in his career where he he wants another ring. He, he was a play away from getting you know, back-to-back rings. I had, had they done that Legion of boom goes down and is probably the, the best defense in football ever. Uh, and I don't say it's just a Homer. I, I think two back, I think back-to-back Super Bowls makes a very compelling argument for that. There's an argument that he was the defining player of that entire unit. Uh, certainly the most vocal and well-recognized, but if I'm him, I, you can't go to the Chiefs, obviously, because the Chiefs are just so fucking stacked.
0: Uh, and they won't take you on without a cap, without you taking a severe
1: pay yeah, cut. He, he won't do that. He he wants to go to a situation that's still competitive. Honestly, like if if I'm him, I'm look. I don't think the Raiders are that situation. I and I am like like you said. I, I understand the I, I understand the appeal of going there, and you know, for him, it would be like almost like going home in a way. Not that he's going home to Vegas, but, you know, he grew up watching the Raiders, grew up watching um, the, uh, the Rams, you know, when they were both in L.A. He grew up watching them. He, he's talked about it before growing up in Compton and whatnot. I, I personally think he still stays in the West. Yeah, it, it would be
0: a smarter move. I don't move, think, I think he stays long. with
1: the Niners, though. I think he moves on from the 49ers. I think he goes to a – man, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I do think he takes a bit of a pay cut. I can see him going to the Rams, playing alongside Jalen Ramsey. So,
0: yeah. Well, I just don't know what the Rams, because the Rams, again, there's so many teams, because the cap got lower, and we expect mm. it to be about $178 million next year, which means like the Chiefs are going to have to part ways with probably Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, you look at like the Bears, they're going to have to seriously look at Khalil Mack's contract and say, is this worth it? So, especially the, I was say, going the to Bears.
1: Uh, so, I know I just said go to a competitor. The Bears are another team that I feel like man, if he could just accept he needs to take a little bit less money and take yeah. on a mentorship role, I feel like the Bears would be a great place for him.
0: He, and he could be part of one of the best defenses, too, yeah. in the league. I mean, he would, and, and it they would don't take some necessarily of the pressure off him. him. He's still is. in the
1: limelight. Yeah. He's playing he in a major market.
0: Jackson. Yeah, he could work with the Eddie Jackson, who he's actually friends with, too, which would be would be cool.
1: Like I, I would I I would love to see Sherman go to. Chicken. I want to see him go somewhere good. Like we, he's still loved in Seattle. You know, we, you know we we still love him, even though he plays for our heated rivals. Yeah. But the only way I see him going back to Seattle, like I know he loves Pete and he loves Pete's defense. The only way he goes back is if they get rid of Ken Norton. That's the yeah. only way he goes back.
0: Hey, I, I didn't put this in the rundown, but we're still going to mention it anyway. Um, last week, there was some big breaking news with Peacock. Now, if you're not familiar with Peacock, it's the NBC controlled streaming platform. They've got a lot of great, you know, Brooklyn 99s on their superstore, the uh, superfan editions of The Office. That's great. But Peacock and NBC purchased the WWE network for $1 billion. This is fucking nuts. They bought it for $1 billion. To put this in perspective, okay? Each year, WWE makes roughly $667 million per year just based off live events and Raw and SmackDown. Now, this doesn't include NXT because NXT's got a pretty damn good deal with with USA right now as well. Mm -hmm. I've actually got it up as we're recording this. But for NBC to come out and pay $1 billion for a platform... That does not air their content live, with the exception of pay-per-views. So now if you if you have Peacock, like I do, now you don't have to pay that extra 10 bucks a month for WWE Network. And you can watch WrestleMania, and you can watch all the, the good stuff. Because WWE Network has a lot of great content on there. I mean, their documentary series, uh, I, I absolutely love what they did with The Undertaker, The Last Ride. Uh, yes, it was unfortunately named right about the same time that Jordan was doing his thing, too. Dave, Dave, come out and apologize for that. But like the the whole nine hours that you can watch of the Undertaker telling his whole life story, that dude's got a story to have. If you want the short version, go watch the Joe Rogan podcast from a few weeks ago. <laughs> he does a really good job there. But there's so much good content here. But for one billion dollars, you paid to get this on your streaming platform, Josh. I, I know, I know, you're not a huge wrestling fan, but what'd you think about this?
1: I mean, that's that's the very definition of a power move. I mean, I've I've talked for a little while about how these streaming services like cbs all access peacock um god well abc technically is hulu now uh, how you got to have another draw right you can't just say oh it's all the stuff that our tv our tv studios do because tv production works differently than movies right, right. like uh you could have a show made by nbc such as brooklyn 99 airing on fox right and you know it's it's finally come home after fox let it go and <sighs> you got to have that distinction, and the whole goal of adding extra value on is to be able to bring in new subscriber people, people who will only subscribe because of that thing. I mean, why do you think Disney is, was rushing to get National Geographic content on Disney Plus? Why they were rushing to get Marvel out? Star Wars out like? not everybody wants to watch Disney movies, but hey, who doesn't like Star Wars? Who doesn't like Marvel right now? Like those are the hottest pop culture properties of all time. I view this in the same vein as that. It was OK. Our content, like people will sub for the office, but how many people are going to look at that and go, why do I need a subscription for that when I can just go buy the box set on iTunes or, you know, on Vudu or something like that? What's going to bring in a whole new audience for us? Because the whole goal is to get you subscribed and then you forget that you subscribe. WWE Network is that, that is the thing. That that is is, people, perfect there line. are so many people and families, especially like teenagers yeah. who are going to sign up for this be- just because wrestling is on there. Like we forget NBC owns USA. Yep. And so th- this is to me, this is a no brainer, but this is an extension of an already existing agreement. They, and this hey. is smart. They are future proofing that agreement in a lot of ways.
0: The smart thing to do, if it were me, is to try to get the rights to SmackDown. I know Fox has locked that down for another two years. But if you can get Disney to say, look, wrestling, yes. Oh, okay, now, but b- between all the different wrestling shows, SmackDown is the number one viewed show each week. It does the best in the ratings. But if you can somehow convince Disney that, hey, we'll even pay you an extra $300 million if you just release the rights a little bit sooner, and then we'll renegotiate that deal. Like, if NBC becomes the home of the WWE just all together, I think that's a great power move. That's it's what a, I think is
1: happening here. That's yeah. what I think is happening.
0: And long term, it just sets you up better. And so now to have it, and it's so cheap now to watch Wrestlemania. People are not going to have an excuse. They aren't going to have an excuse not to get Peacock, because with Peacock, now you get right. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you get all these great shows. For you Law & Order fans, all these extended episodes, if you're a Parks and Rec nut. You get extended episodes that show more purred happily. And we all need more well, I mean, purred that, happily even, in our That's without
1: even taking into account the, the extensive movie catalog of Universal. Oh, it's crazy.
0: It's so, I mean,
1: you've got, you've got so much potential there. This is adding another value. It's like Game Pass adding EA Play. It took a great deal, and it made it better. This, I think, is what elevates this streaming service from being like, Eh, okay to all right if i like wrestling this is now a must-have
0: you gotta have it and it's it such a great you value you right? gotta and, have
1: it and it's it's in such stark contrast to like the hulu with espn bundle because uh, that's not a great espn plus sucks
0: ESPN it plus sucks. is a joke
1: it, it, it's a fu- it's a fucking joke but you're telling me i can get everything from wwe on this past and present stuff dude bring it on like that that's dude. such a good move
0: It's such a good movie. Okay, like talking about ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus is great if like if you really like writing. But I think that there's better writing. Like if you really like writing, go read the Athletic.
1: The Athletic has all the people who left ESPN. The the only person at ESPN that I I like to read two people, but I still like reading Bill Barnwell, and I will forever love reading Zach Lowe.
0: I I will also forever love reading Buster Olney. Buster Olney is the goat of all baseball. Um, he he is. I
1: I just don't read a whole lot of baseball anymore. Honestly, I do, I do still read Buster, and uh, I mean the only other pe- person over there that I really like is Waj and I mean Waj sure. his his is largely tweets or he's on the network. So well,
0: and his contract's coming up at the end of the year. Oh dude, he, that you want to talk about a free agent right there? Oh, oh, oh. Fuck, dude. oh I've already I've already seen speculation of that. Hey, let's talk about uh, another trading I made last week. There was a mega deal made. Matt Stafford is going to LA. He's going to be part of the LA Rams and in return the Lions have received Jared Goff. They've received the Rams or the uh, yeah, the Rams 2021 third round draft pick. They've received next year's first round pick as well as 2023's first round pick. So let, let, let me put this in perspective. The Rams have not drafted in the first round at, as of 2023. That'll be seven years that they will have not drafted in the first round.
1: I mean, it's clearly worked out for them. though. I mean, it's they've, worked, they've, though. they've had a Super Bowl birth. I'll be very clear. Anybody other than Sean McVay at the helm, I think, would have fumbled this by now. I think there are very few front offices that could do this time and time again they there was a quote i saw i don't remember if it was from mcveigh or if it was from uh, the gm over there but he was saying that in regards to the first round picks they they're not bothered by all the talk they see about that because they're like we're winning we're making moves we want to win now like I think, I think they know that they need to play for a Super Bowl now. Because first off, they, I mean, their cap situation is screwed. Oh, they they have no first round picks for a couple of years, and this is kind of the last chance for Stafford. I think if they don't if they don't win a Super Bowl, uh, that McVeigh walks. Yeah, I McVeigh is going to get such a competitive offer from somewhere else, like from some other team that's not winning. I. Shit! A couple of years. I, I don't know how much longer he's got on his contract, but I mean, imagine uh,
0: he's got two. He's got two, two left.
1: Two years. Okay. So let, let me let me float this hypothetical to you. The Vikings. I'm pretty oh, sure. Are gonna move yes. On. Vikings yes. are going to move on from Zimmer eventually. Like they,
0: they, they should have done this year. In all actuality, yeah, oh, they should have done
1: it this year or last year. Or really, for a couple of years now. Uh, dude. Like I know this ties into one of our upcoming topics, but. What if, you know, they, they unload the cousins contract right? and you take the opportunity to rebuild, you know, you, you accept that you're going to suck for a couple of years when McVeigh's contract is up, you make a play for him. You bring him in to rebuild that team.
0: See, and I almost want what, what here, here's the situation I'm it, Okay. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm aware I, I shit on Ryan pace on a daily basis. Um, So the bears need to move on from Ryan pace. And I, and I'm, I'm now in the camp of Matt Nagy as well. Yeah. I yeah, but I will give Matt Nagy one more year. And here's why. Because I want him to give Trubisky a fair shot. Because the last six weeks of the season were pretty dang good offensively. When the Bears were competitively scoring 30 points, that's awesome. It's the best However, offense
1: we've seen from Trubisky in three years. Exactly. It
0: was good. He was so solid and he was calm in the pocket. Yeah, the Saints game sucked. Absolutely. In the playoffs, they couldn't do anything. But that's been a story throughout Matt Nagy's career. Yeah. Even even with Kansas City. Like, we don't talk about that. <laughs> he was the coordinator for Alex Smith's really bad game against Indianapolis. We do not talk about that, and I think we should. Now, yes, a lot of other things had to go right for Kansas City to suddenly turn it around. Yes, most of them rely on number 15, but still, I mean, the, Nagy was the offensive coordinator when the Chiefs didn't, they went an entire season without throwing a touchdown to a wide receiver, and we don't
1: talk about that that it's, makes me it's so, have... it, it's so bad it's so bad i just i can't see mcveigh not moving on now uh getting back to the stafford trade though like yeah this right. is a best case scenario for matt stafford
0: This right. is you got a team to give you two for, okay so you how good do you think he's going to be in la though that's the real question because yes they've got offense but at the same time, they didn't have the best run game. Cam Akers was able to turn it on occasionally, but when that offense was struggling, it was because of the offensive line, and the offensive line needs to be addressed this offseason.
1: I here's if they do not address the offensive line immediately, uh, Stafford Stafford's done. Yeah. Stafford's going to get destroyed because this is a guy who's gone through injury after injury due to not having an offensive line. I mean, it's a miracle. I, I keep bringing him back to the Seahawks, but it's a miracle. You know, Wilson hasn't had the same thing happen to him with the lack of attention paid to the offensive lines. These mega star quarterbacks like Stafford is better than his career record indicates. He is much better than the Detroit Lions record over this time would have you believe. The fact that they had him and Calvin Johnson and couldn't make it to the second round of the playoffs is fucking embarrassing. Or even right. to the playoffs most of the time. Like, you know, th- this is a guy who is really throwing for a ton of yards. He can throw. He, I mean, you, what's the last good receiver? He like notable receiver he really had up there.
0: Right. The Megatron. The
1: Megatron. Yeah. Uh, I think they had like Golden Tate for a year, maybe a year or two after he left Seattle. And that's it. That's it. Like th- this is a guy who is actually
0: well, even really a good weapon at that point. Cause like Seattle was yeah. done with him at that point. Seattle was done with him for
1: different reasons. They were done with him for, for personal locker room issues. Like I, th- I think Tate was definitely still a contributor at that point. Uh, he wasn't a number one, but he wasn't going to be the number one in Seattle or anywhere. He went really, uh, if you're Jared Goff though, like ha- what is going through your mind? So, because okay. this guy is—he is pissed, from what I'm seeing. Like, oh, they never talked to me. Like, dude, do you not listen to the press conferences? Have you not heard the way they've like danced around this the entire season?
0: Here, here's here's the analogy I'm going to make, and I, I know I keep bringing it back to Chicago, but you're
1: good. You're good. Hit me.
0: So we talk about how you know. Uh, Trubisky was drafted And John Fox didn't know That that was where they were going to go They were Mm -hmm. upset with that So they bring in Nagy Nagy's not even really thrilled about Trubisky either He's got questions Okay, we've got issues McVay comes into LA And he wasn't set on Goff He's made comments about that Mm -hmm. But he's never said it directly out loud The difference is that Sean McVay Has tried to make the most out of a bad situation right? And he had a GM that fell in love with Goff The same way Ryan Pace fell in love with Mitchell Trubisky so the the issue is that the Rams extended Goff without consulting McVay. And McVay's like, okay, I'm stuck with this guy. I have to start him because if I don't, when I go out for job interviews on the off chance I get fired when this tanks, I can't explain my actions. So, okay, they start him. He gives him every opportunity. And there were parts of this season where I even thought, okay, Jared Goff might be a legitimately good quarterback in the league. And he has the sparks. This offense just isn't working for him. And I don't know if I put that fully blame on Sean McVeigh or if that is part of – Goff needs an offensive line that's worth a damn. And he's never had that in L.A. because they put such an emphasis on defense, which rightfully so. They've got an amazing defense. But when your offense can't get anything going and it, it just looks like they're leaving Goff to hang out to dry, I, I, I think this was kind of orchestrated. I think it was orchestrated to let Goff finally move on and get McVeigh a quarterback he actually wanted.
1: Yeah, I and I think I really feel like you know you make the Safford trade and that that is what make what McBay wants McVay is getting somebody who understands NFL offenses. He's not you know stuck with a 25 26 year old kid who's you know came in as the well, they both came in as number one picks, but I think one is handled it differently going to a just shit franchise. Um, I thought the Rams were great when they got golf, let's be completely clear, but I think Jared Goff instantly had a better situation, and I think he's had far better situations and coaching around him than Stafford has ever had in his career. I mean, Stafford had uh, Jim Caldwell and fucking Matt Patricia. Like, th- there's there is no compare. There's no comparison here,
0: and, and he's never had a good defense to work with either.
1: He he's never had it. Never had a good defense. Like the, the most notable defensive player they've had, I think, is Ziggy Ansah, and he was always hurt. So and. It- and it's tough to be in the division, too, with Aaron Rodgers. Do you have to play it, twice it's a tough year? To be, it's tough to be in one with Aaron Rodgers. And let's not forget, like, Chicago wasn't completely awful when Stafford came into the league.
0: <laughs> and the, the, Vikings, the
1: Vikings have definitely had their ups and downs this last decade. Like, he the, – the Lions, though, are the proverbial joke of the league. Like, it was them and the Browns. Like, the Browns, I think, finally shed that this year. But – Man, if you're Stafford, you want to go somewhere where, not just where you're wanted, but it was clear that Detroit wanted to put him in a position to succeed. Um, what I saw was that the, the Panthers, I think it was, the Panthers or the Redskins, or not, God, not Redskins, football team, uh, right. both of them nearly got Stafford. But the Rams chucked an extra first rounder in, I believe.
0: And, and it's interesting to me that Carolina is already willing to move on past Teddy Bridgewater. Just after hyping him up last offseason.
1: yeah man you want to talk about a franchise in disarray the the Panthers are it. but they've got the right coach though. Yeah, I
0: fully stand behind their coaching.
1: I, yeah they, they do they're, they're trying to find an identity. I just man, God, Goff is not going to be the answer for Michigan but Goff is going to go up there he's going to keep get. he's going to get to play out the rest of this contract and I I don't think he's going to be a backup when this is done. I think people know what Goff is going to do but just think about this for a minute. Sean McVay took a team led by Jared fucking Goff to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Imagine what he can do with a talent like Matt Stafford. But like you said, he is coming into the what I think is easily the most competitive division in football, especially if the 49ers move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, which I fully expect them to do this season. That you you've got you you've got Wilson who's, you know, one of the better veteran quarterbacks at this point. He, he, I can't believe we're calling him a vet now, but he's a veteran. You have Stafford, who's up there, who's just never gotten the credit he deserves because he's been on just abysmally bad teams. Kyler Murray, who's one of the best young talents in the league, and then whoever the 49ers end up with, that's your quarterbacks right there. Not to mention, we had three teams, or almost had three teams from the same division go to the playoffs this year. It's
0: freaking nuts. That, I mean, like, and the, it, imagine, the, imagine was if they keep high. that extra player. Imagine if they keep that extra wild card next year and you can be talking about the entire division getting it because let's 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 play fantasy for a little bit. Okay. Right. Atlanta's going to take next year. Um, There's nobody else in the South that I think even have a chance. Saints are going to run away with the division. Even if Taysom Hills, their starting quarterback, Um, the East, ha, the North, (laughs) it's going to be Aaron Rodgers one more time. Maybe if now the, the interesting thing is if Rodgers does force his way out of Green Bay.
1: I don't think Roger's for. I don't think play. he's doing it. Not I think he's staying year. one more
0: year. I think yeah. he's staying one more year and then he'll force it. Um, I think
1: he's staying purely because of LaFour. If they didn't have LaFour, he would have forced his way out by now.
0: Chicago's not. I don't think Chicago's in a position. Yeah. We know Minnesota's not. Detroit, good luck. Um now I if, if if they end up taking a bunch of kneecaps, cool. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that next season. I just the West is the NFC. The yeah. West is going to be the lifeblood of the NFC. I,
1: I mean, it I has been the- for a lot of the last decade, frankly. Like, going back to Seahawks, the Seahawks versus uh, the 49ers. And, I mean, the Rams and the Cardinals, sure, they were disappointing, but they were always playing spoiler to other teams. Like, they were still finishing at, like, 8-8. Eight and eight. Like, that's not that bad to do in a division w- led by, uh, at the time, Alex Smith slash Colin Kaepernick and Jim Harbaugh versus the Legion of Boom. Like... <laughs>
0: Now Austin will kill me for not mentioning the Bucks, Which we're going to talk about the Bucks here in a little bit With our Super Bowl yeah, preview we'll, we'll,
1: I, but, yeah. mm. but
0: the Bucks are aging though too Like they, they had to go to the Super Bowl this
1: year Yeah the, the Bucks are in win now, now mode we'll, we'll talk about that in our Super Bowl preview I've got some thoughts about the Bucks' future
0: yeah, It's It's a scary future. So, like, the Saints are in great position, and they also own Kamara's ass for a long time. They've got a great contract on him. Mm -hmm. Their defense is set up. Michael Thomas is under contract for a long time. Like, this is a team that is primed to go. Yeah, Drew Brees, if if he ends up coming back, I don't think he is. I think he's done. Uh, He's done. He's done. He's done. Um, so it's like, okay, Taysom Hill, but I think they also need to be in a play for a veteran just to have. So maybe you try to make that play for Alex Smith, because in New Orleans, you have a, you have a much better offensive line mm-hmm. and he can, we, we've seen what Alex Smith has done with rookie quarterbacks. Dwayne Haskins excluded. The guy's got a pretty good track record. I mean, Kansas City, come on.
1: A- Alex Smith, is, Alex Smith is absolutely going to be an offensive coordinator in this league when his oh, career has to be. Yeah, he has to be. I
0: also I want to see him as a head coach. He's a great motivator. He's a mm-hmm. great leader. I, I think this dude has got... If we're talking
1: about Josh McCown being a head coaching candidate down, for, down in Houston, you have yeah. to put Alex Smith in that the second he retires.
0: You absolutely have to. So, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that is the uh, Stafford bit. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins for a bit. So Kirk Cousins is being rumored. Nothing's official yet, but it is rumored that the 49ers are willing to trade up Jimmy G and a similar deal to the Matt Stafford trade. So 49ers could also be giving up some first-round picks in the hopes that they try to get Kirk Cousins out of Minnesota. This is really, really interesting to me. Josh, (laughs) you're already laughing. I want to hear your breakdown, man.
1: So uh, first, I want to be clear. Like, Even though I'm laughing, I don't – I don't entirely hate this. I, uh, In a selfish way, I think this is great if you give up multiple first-rounders because I don't think super highly of Kirk Cousins, but we saw what uh, – oh, God. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm – I just completely uh, – Kyle Shanahan. We saw what Kyle Shanahan was able to do with him uh, in Washington. Like He has that connection with Cousins, which is the only reason they're willing to make this deal, I think. Um, it's clear that he still thinks that there's some untapped potential there, which – Frankly, I think there is too. I, Mike Zimmer is a defensive coach. He is not an offensive-minded coach. Um, I don't think he's been able to use Cousins properly. But at the same time, also like at a certain point, if you have that talent, you're going to overcome really bad offensive coordinators. You know, you're, yeah. you're 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 gonna be able to be a Dak Prescott or a Russell Wilson. You're gonna be able to win. You're gonna be able to at least put up numbers. And he just, I don't feel like they can do this. Uh, that's my biggest problem. I, I think with this is, it's clear that he's gonna be making, if they make this trade, Kyle Shanahan's gonna want to make it purely for the connection he has there, which isn't exact. It's not the worst reason to go after a veteran quarterback, but it's not really a great one either, especially one that doesn't have proven success. I mean, Cousins has never gotten past. I don't know that he's gotten past the wild card round. Now that I think about it, right, I don't. You know
0: what? I don't think he has, because he's I'll he's always he has- been bad in prime time.
1: Yeah, I, and I mean, I know it's become it's become a huge joke at this point. But at a certain, everybody has a ceiling, and maybe it's time we accept that Kirk Cousins has hit his ceiling. It, I don't know, like I think Shanahan. W- I mean, maybe maybe they're leaking this because, like, oh, you know, we're we're gonna make a play for cousins, like, in the hopes that somebody else comes calling because that's not a bad situation for a good quarterback to go to in San Francisco if everybody's healthy. I mean, you could play with George Kittle and you could play with a uh, Debo Samuel. That's not bad at all. Not bad at all. No, you, you've got arguably the best tight end in the league. You've got a great up-and-coming wide receiver. They've got a decent line. They've got a decent defense. Like that's a pr- And you've got one of the best offensive-minded co- head coaches in the entire league.
0: If that trade ends up going down, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk about that. Before we get into our NFL year-end awards, let's take a quick timeout. This episode is brought to you by Raise Energy. Raise is the zero-calorie, zero-sugar, amazing-tasting energy drink that you need. It's full of great antioxidants to help you get through your day with no crash. Go to RepSports.com, use the promo code Party and get 15% off your order. Check out new flavors, Baja Lime, or go with classic like Great Bubblegum. Check it out by going to RepSports.com and using the promo code LAMPARTY. Before we get to it, obviously we have the Pro Bowl this weekend, or we had the Pro Bowl last weekend. And the NFL awards are on what, Saturday night? Saturday Saturday night.
1: Yeah, Who's
0: your MVP? Hit me with your
1: MVP. Aaron Rodgers. There, there's no other option. It's not even close. It's, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, It's not even close.
0: For Kansas City fans, yeah, Patrick
1: has. For the first half of the year, it looked like we were going to have a three-way quarterback fight. Uh, Wilson completely imploded on himself. <laughs> Mahomes just, I mean, so here's the problem with Mahomes is Mahomes is doing Mahomes things and we're getting used to it. Yeah. And whereas Rodgers hasn't had, in my opinion, an MVP quality season here in a few years and just that connection with him and Devonte Adams this year, oh just out of this world, out of this world, the best, the best one 2 punch, in my opinion, between a, a quarterback and a wide receiver. Uh, and yes, that includes Wilson and DK Metcalf, as much as I like them. Uh, the only other person I think that it came close to for me, and it really wasn't until like the last third of the season when I think he turned on the gas was Josh Allen. Uh, but Rodgers, I think, just in every single aspect, dominated this.
0: Rogers dominated, and I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to I'll give it to Rogers as well. If Mahomes had had maybe two less interceptions against um, uh, the Bills, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't against the Bills. It was, um, God, who did they play late in the season? <laughs> or Miami, Miami? If he didn't have those two picks, and you know, he put up another two, three hundred yards be close i would also like to I think it's a Travis little bit Kelsey. closer
1: i guess rogers isn't gonna be a unanimous pick but i think he's the overwhelming favorite like we would just all have to be completely wrong about how they're gonna vote and we're at this point we're not i don't think we are the the, the rogers we're... hype has been building since about the halfway mark
0: yeah that's fair
1: uh and I will in, say what it will likely be his last shot at winning this too uh he'll yeah, he'll be and... a three-time winner that very few people have won it three times.
0: And that's why Breeze was mentioned at the beginning of the season. It was like, yeah. oh, if Breeze can turn it on, it would be his last time. Well, yeah, but if, if, if that's why we're giving it an award, it's not. But Rodgers legitimately had this season.
1: Yeah, I, I don't like it Obviously. when we give it to you as like a career achievement award. Yeah. Um, and I, that's why I hate it. And like everybody people go, oh, the Saints are going to go to the Super Bowl. Like, No, they're not. You guys have been saying this for years. They're not, go- they're not doing the Super Bowl. It's okay. It's okay to admit that Breeze is not going to go to another Super Bowl. It's okay. It's okay, no, people. Th- this this, Celeste, this is Rogers. Okay.
0: I I would also say this offensive rookie of the year, or offensive player of the year. I'm gonna go Travis Kelsey. What that guy did for tight ends this year, mm-hmm. he almost ended up leading the entire NFL in receiving yards. Are you are, are you kidding me? He set a mm. buttload of records. What he means to Kansas City is so freaking much. It's it's absolutely crazy.
1: I. So I definitely think you can make a case for for Kelsey. I'm not saying that I wouldn't go for him. I'm going Derrick Henry here. Oh, I like that. I'm going Derrick Henry because – so for me, this is really where the non-quarterback position gets to shine or like the runner-up quarterback if there's like something that was like kind of close, kind of close but not really or something. Like, uh, you know, in the the Mahomes uh, MVP season, it's like, oh – We're going to give it to the next best guy. We're going to give it to the next best quarterback because uh, there's no way that we could argue with not giving it to Mahomes. Uh, This is is where I really think you give it to – this is the best chance for a running back or a wide receiver to get it. But this is one of those, like if you're not a quarterback or a running back, I really feel like it's hard to win this. You have to be like – it would have to be like Calvin Johnson on a winning team to get this, I feel. Or like Julio Jones making in like just a career year, you know, yeah. uh, it, like with nobody else, even in the conversation. But Derek Henry just put up one of the best seasons ever by a running back. Mm-hmm. Like he did back to back years. Uh, he as good as Tannehill was this year, like without Derrick Henry, the Titans are, are not half as good as they were. And you know, what, Derek Henry is what we were promised that Ezekiel Elliott was going to be.
0: Yeah, that that's a great comparison right there.
1: He he is exactly what we he is everything that everybody told me that Ezekiel Elliott was going to be. Uh, but Derek Henry is somebody who he is a team. He, as far as I can tell, he is a team player. He is a leader out there. He is the leader of that team. Make, make. Tannehill may be the vet, but Derek Henry is the leader of that team. That is his offense. He's yeah. just, he's an absolute monster. I don't know if I've seen anybody like this since, oh God, maybe Prime Adrian Peterson.
0: Yeah, because Prime I Adrian. I may have
1: to reach that far back. Like, I think we, we've had other people who have had like a season or two of brilliance, but this looks like a guy who's going to have that sustained.
0: Nick Chubb's
1: capable of it. He's Chubb got to get another year of it. But he hasn't taken the Derrick Henry step, I don't think.
0: And he always, and, and where I think Chubb gets easy is that he has Kareem Hunt behind him so there's there's the pressure to be good but there's also the okay if I'm having a bad game we can just go over here we can do this for I a little mean, bit
1: at one point Derrick Henry is who I thought Jamal Charles would be mm-hmm. if you want me to be completely honest with mm-hmm. you this is, this, is, this is who we thought Jamal Charles would be the way that he is revered around the NFL is basically how like Seattle got kind of cult like around Marshawn Lynch during the Super yeah. Bowl runs uh, and like we, uh how we were at Sean Alexander, you know, back yeah. to Like I see so many echoes of those guys in the way that Derrick Henry runs and the way that he should he's such an aggressive runner that to me there's there's almost no question. I think Kelsey is Kelsey probably makes a top three. I think that I yeah. have Josh Allen above above Kelsey. Yeah,
0: and, and Josh Allen's another crime one where it's like, dude, he played well. He played extremely well. He's he surpassed a lot of expectations. And he had that season where it's just like, man. If you don't, if 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 the Chiefs don't have one of the better blitz schemes that they've come up with this season against you, you probably have a legitimate shot to win. Yeah, but the Chiefs were able to adapt and, and they lost. Um, defensive Player of the Year, I'm saying T.J. Watt. What that kid did for Pittsburgh, we I, I talked about a lot about how Pittsburgh was extremely overrated, and I'm still going to stand by that till the day I die. But where they weren't. Overrated was the defensive line. Was fantastic. The other name I would say is Chase Young. Chase Young made a huge difference in Washington. Washington's front seven might be my favorite though in the NFL. What do you think?
1: The I'm going with I'm going with the I'm going with the popular opinion here. I'm going with what we've all just come to expect at this position. I'm going Aaron Donald. Um, Donald is just simply he he may be the best defensive player I've ever watched. Like, it just, what that guy does year in and year out, even on underperforming Rams teams, he's still, like, their games were still close because he is just terrorizing the quarterback. Like, that dude, he is not human. You cannot tell me Aaron Donald is actually a human being. I'm convinced he's the the Terminator. He's going to be in, like, the seventh Terminator movie instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, this dude just, (laughs) like, I, I and I have to watch him so many times a year being, I had to watch him three times this year, dude. I had to watch him chase Russ three games this year. It is just – it never gets easier. He just seems to get better and better and better every year. But I will say this is the closest I think it's ever been for me because I have TJ Watt as, like, my 1B. Personally, if, I, if I'm voting for it, like, selfishly, I want to give it to Aaron Donald because, like, I respect him as a competitor. Like, we see him play all the time. But TJ Watt, dude. Like, give it, to, give it to somebody new. Give it to someone new.
0: Such a beast. And finally – Coach of the year. I gotta go, Freddie Kitchens. What he turned around in Cleveland was unbelievable. Turned around a franchise that had kind of given up on itself, even you with as much Stefanisky? talent as. Oh my bad. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, Steff- I was like, like, I was like, whoa, whoa, Freddie whoa,
1: Kiffin. no, 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 it's. I do i Freddie Kitchens. My Dude. bad. Dude.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> he made Baker
1: a good quarterback. Like, can we he talk did. about that? Baker's he, good? He I mean, he he tapped into it. Uh, much, I mean, God, much like Lincoln Riley, like we, we keep here. We, we talked about this the last time I was talking about Lincoln as a possible head coach candidate, but I don't think you need to, I mean, like Stefaniski, what he's done with that team and man, first playoff berth in how long? And then they won. Like this is, this is not the Browns I grew up with. They're not a joke anymore. And it's funny because, like, I was sitting here watching uh, our friend, uh, our friend Corey, when the game was airing. uh, We were recording a podcast, and he's he's watching it on his other screen. Just his reactions during the first quarter of that Steelers Browns game is just one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um,
0: this Browns team—you just can't look over anymore. Like, no, Ohio is a flyover state, right? Mm-hmm. they put Cleveland put them on the mat and not just because LeBron or like, like, like it's, you can't fly over Cleveland anymore because of LeBron. No, you, you have to pay attention to the Browns because the Browns are legitimately good. They are in all intents and purposes, something that's going to be here to stay too.
1: I mean, they have, they have a great defense. Yeah, they have, they're young. They're healthy. They've got a great defense going over there, but the, oh, can we talk about stacked his offenses Baker, Day. Baker, Chubb, uh fu- fucking uh o- Odo back like oh my god Jarvis Landry like just how good is it- what is the ceiling for this team though Logan realistically
0: a- AFC championship they need they need a need couple one more, more- piece. they need one more piece they need another weapon they need a better tight end mm-hmm. better tight end uh to add a little bit more blocking up front and um <sighs> and they need like a B-list Maybe not Baker. They need a B List Gronkowski
1: not. is what they need. Yeah. They Someone need who can catch a Greg in both situations, but is mainly there to be another offensive lineman. Yeah. They need a
0: Greg Olson, really. A good veteran, too. God, they God. need they need somebody mature to keep Baker in check yep. when he needs to. Yep. And yep. Yep. do it So.
1: Yeah, no, Ke- Kevin Stefanski has to be it. Uh but before before we move on real fast, um, uh, the one that I know that we're both in agreement on, Comeback Player of the Year, Alex Smith.
0: Alex Smith. I, I, I got
1: to give a shout-out to that guy. Uh, yeah. This is the last time I talked about the season with you. Uh, him even setting foot on that field this year, guaranteed he was winning this. I Personally, I think they need to rename it the Alex Smith Comeback Player of the Year Award. Uh, what he went through, you know, him going through hell and back just to suit up again, is... In- uh, to say the least like if, if you're not it's fine if you did not get a little misty eyed seeing Alex Smith get behind center again you have no heart like you have no soul as far as I'm concerned
0: it, it, it's crazy to me how many people are willing to look over Alex Smith but what Alex Smith has gone through from potentially losing his leg to maybe never playing the game again this is a guy who's just unbelievable and in Elvis every. willed them to the
1: playoffs too he almost willed them to the playoffs. I, him I, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I have nothing but respect for Alex Smith.
1: It's yeah. it's it's just 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 awesome. Yeah. Um that's just the last thing I wanted to add him.
0: <laughs> we'll have our full actual uh, awards here next week with Austin. Uh, and myself where we'll we give it out every single end of the year award, making our final power rankings for the year as well. And also next week, Dan is going to be joining the show. We're talking about B. We are breaking down the A.L. East. And that's on a brand new episode of Trash Talk next week. Uh, I, you know, we're, we're we're finally here, ladies and gentlemen. We're finally at this moment in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay playing host to the Kansas City Chiefs at their home stadium, first time in NFL history. Brady versus Mahomes, the goat versus the kid. See what I did there.
1: I did. Kid I, did. Kid. I liked it.
0: <laughs> this game is beautiful. It, it's, you know, we've we talked about this. I know this is a quote from Moneyball, so don't shoot me, people. It's hard not to get romantic about football, right? 2020, the shit show that it was, with all the pandemic and all the craziness, we still got a full NFL season. I do. Anyhow, yeah, how? I don't know how. I really don't know how. There's some like weird witchcraft going on, but that's okay. Um, at the end of the day, we got a full NFL season. There were highs, there were lows. Beginning of the season, we thought Russell Wilson was an MVP candidate. Obviously, that didn't pan out. We watched Drew Brees potentially play his last game in the NFL. It was, it was good. It wasn't his best performance. Tom Brady had the best touchdown after the game, but that was just the Drew Brees' kid. You saw a Kansas City team... Return to dominance, going 14 and two, and people still think they had a bad season. In all intents and purposes, because they didn't win game by they didn't win they didn't win by blowouts. They played a lot of close games. Meanwhile, you have Tom Brady, who left the safety nest of Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, an ownership group and a, and a coach that he's known his entire career. And said, "Screw it! I'm going to go to Tampa Bay, a team on the rise, a team that had promise, a team that had prospect." And he took these guys with their amazing wide receivers, and this was almost like a Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet moment. We've been using that analogy all season, and he willed his way in to the Super Bowl. This is a huge game. Obviously, it's the biggest game of the year. The weekend's doing the halftime show. It's going to be awesome. We got to talk about this game, Josh. What do you think about this matchup? And um, let, let, let's, let's break it down.
1: This is as close to a perfect game as I can think of on paper. Uh, I think both teams are just incredibly strong. I will admit I was not sold on the Bucks coming into this year, but I had to come back to something I've been told time and time again, and that I've said myself time and time again over the last 20 years. Never, ever, ever count out. Tom fucking Brady. Um, Brady is going to play. We, in his we can tenth. never count that out. We can He's never playing in what out. his tenth Super Bowl. Is this tenth? It's his ninth or his tenth? One of the two. Ten. Ten- Pittsburgh Steelers, right? We talk about how great they were back in the day.
0: They've only been to eight in franchise total.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, if at this point, if you're arguing that Brady is not the singular greatest football player of all time, you're fucking out of your mind. You're just you're nuts. You're absolutely nuts. Uh, This is, I mean, always bet on your late round picks, people. Always bet on them. Um, We wanted to see if he could do it without Bill. And I think this is, is, frankly, the ultimate test. I mean, how much do you really think Bruce Arians is calling the shots on that offense? How much do you really think it's not Tom? Like, we know Brady was telling McDaniels what he was going to run when he was in New England. And, I mean, when you've got the GOAT, why not? Uh, it's, this is a battle of the wills to me. This is, Like you said, like you put it in your intro, this is the GOAT versus the the future face of the league. I mean, not even the future face, the face of the league. You know, the guy who's been it for 20 years versus the guy who's going to be it for the next 20 if everything goes according to plan, right? Uh, The guy who may be the only person in the next 30, 40 years to give Brady a run for his money? Like, I don't even yeah. know. I don't even know how you do that. Like Mahomes is attempting to do something that's been done so rarely in NFL history, which is to go to back to back Super Bowls and then win them. Like it's hard enough to get back there, let alone win a second one. If anyone can do it, it's Mahomes. But never count out Tom fucking Brady. Um, I think we saw this year, you know. I, I hate that people point to it as, oh, well, you know, Patriots had a bad season. They didn't even make the playoffs. Like, Bill's not as good as we thought. Like, no, Bill Belichick is one of the greatest football minds that's ever walked this planet and ever will walk this planet. Like, there's no way around that. The, the man is a genius. But seeing that combo that was him and Brady, it we see now why it was so damn near unstoppable. You have yep. two of the greatest minds on the field together and talking to each other, learning from each other. I can't believe I'm actually gonna root for Brady in a Super Bowl. I've never done this before. This is a very weird feeling for me, mm-hmm. um, because it, it's like I want to. Going to happen? I want to know what's going to. Would he be the? I, I believe he would be the only starting quarterback to win in both the AFC and NFC for the Super Bowl. I don't think it's ever been done
0: before. I think it's been done. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's absolutely crazy.
1: If it, 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 it has good. been done, he's going to be one of very few people to do it, and it would be the first time that a team ever wins the Super Bowl at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude! I mean, th- 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 say the amount of history that can be made. Either way, yeah, either way, because either either you have you have the goat potentially. I mean, honestly, if he win if he wins this if he wins on Sunday, he is potentially going to a pedestal that no single player will ever reach again. Like we're t- we're talking like Michael Jordan status. Okay, oh, yeah. we're like maybe somebody will be able to touch it and I mean we had LeBron come in at the, at the end of Jordan's career and like LeBron is the closest that's ever made it there he's like a 1B at this point but like is Mahomes going to be the 1B to Brady like if he wins this week that legend starts if he doesn't win though I think we I don't think we pump the brakes necessarily but I think we get a little bit more reserved with our takes we go he is an incredible talent he's the best talent in the league by far right now today is he going to be Brady eventually? Though we don't know. Like, is he going to have that kind of legacy? And I think that's See, what this game is all about—is legacy at the end of the day. And,
0: and we're seeing that iteration. There, we, we talked about this last week with the or two weeks ago with the AFC Championship of, you know, only twice in NFL history has a team hosted the championship game. Back to back to back. The Eagles did it in the mid-2000s. Yep. The Chiefs did it. And you know the coach behind both of those teams was Andy Reid. We talk about how great Bill Belichick was, and, and it is. It still is. There's I, I, I never a doubt that he's one of the greatest. But Andy Reid's right up there with, like, that dude's a freaking goat. The problem was is that, yeah, towards the end of his time in Philadelphia, he had a failing Donovan McNabb. He got stuck with Kevin Falk. And he just couldn't figure it out. Then he comes to Kansas City, and he revolutionizes the game. And part of it, yeah. yeah, is Patrick Mahomes. But Andy Reid's such a brilliant play caller. And what he means to this city and what he means to this franchise, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have to tell you, that Kansas City is on fire. You're going to hear it. You're going to see it. Everywhere I go now on my way home and to from, or to and from work, is coated with Patrick Mahomes' face and Travis Kelsey's face and, and Andy Reid. Andy Reid's got four sandwiches named after him right now. In this
1: they game. they are the next generation iteration of the legacy franchises we saw yeah. uh, of, the, of the Niners with Jerry Rice and Joe Montana, of the Cowboys with the trio, of the Patriots with Brady and Belichick. This is the next in that legacy is the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: And look at his coaching staff. Three of his coaching staff or coaching... Co- How co- co- is the enemy not a head coach? How is how? Gandy, how is Steve Spagnuolo not a head coach? Spagnuolo is on another level. I don't
1: level. understand this.
0: Kafka, their quarterback coach, got interviews. Three coaches on this Chiefs oh, we team are being hired him in uh,
1: in Seattle, and I can't. Believe I know, I know. Fucking disgrace.
0: And, he, and the other part to this too is that even if the Chiefs lose this year, there's. Still going to be back there next year because this team is incredibly talented. And, oh, yeah, everybody's locked down long term and it doesn't hurt the cap because goddamn Brett Veach over there is yep. figuring out every little move he can to make this cap and ounce or milk it for every little penny that he's the worth. best.
1: Exec- he's the best front office executive in the league.
0: It's insane what he mm-hmm. has done. The fact that he got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey signed in the past offseason and he got Kelsey to take way less money and Kelsey still yep. managed. To put out one of the biggest year. It, it, it honestly, could be the biggest year tight ends ever had.
1: It is the biggest um, year of tight ends ever had, in my opinion.
0: I mean, it, you you have to give it up for both of these teams. Now, mm. when it comes to the actual game itself, if the Buccaneers are going to blitz Mahomes, they have to realize that Mahomes against the blitz is better than anything else that he's been against. Against the blitz, Mahomes is guy. I can't. Oh man, I just lost my notes. Oh, that sucks. Okay. We'll figure that out. Mahomes against the Blitz is almost unstoppable, though. Spagnola's got to be able to blitz Brady because Brady's not as mobile. So take. So t- I'd almost put four men deep against Mahomes all day long. Mm-hmm. Double team. Hill, double-team Kelsey. Those are the two big ones. Yeah, McCole Hardman's capable of big things, but we haven't seen that in a while. Uh Demarcus Robinson's been iffy, and we don't know what we're getting with Sammy Watkins. He may or may not play.
1: Sammy Sammy Watkins is a wild card in this game. He, he, yeah. I mean, honestly, he could Huge. be the difference maker, in my opinion.
0: On the flip side, if you're the Chiefs trying to guard Brady, you have to make sure Tyron Matthews is the one running this defense, because when mm-hmm. he's been the playmaker, that's the best secondary in the NFL. I don't care who you say it. Jerry Sneed, was the I think is the best defensive? Well, okay, never mind. I can't say that Chase Young, but he's the best secondary pick of the last draft, and he was taken late too, like hella late. Yeah, so you got a Gary pick out of him. So whatever, um, what, wh- However you're gonna play this, you just got to be competitive. It's Super Bowl, three point favorites to go for the Chiefs or uh, <laughs> Josh. Who's your pick?
1: Man. This is really hard. I, I genuinely have spent. Uh, you and I talked yesterday about me coming on. I, I've thought about it for about the last forty-eight hours. I'm going. I'm going Buccaneers, uh, and it's less about. I think it's less about the makeup of the Bucs team than it is about the the daunting task of being in the Super Bowl back-to-back years. How hard it is. Like the odds are genuine. No matter how. And I think the Chiefs are on paper. I think they're the better team. I think okay. in execution, they've been the better team all year. We, we talked about the, the connection between Mahomes and Kelsey is the best between a quarterback and a receiver in the entire league, in my opinion. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill, dude, the, the genius of Andy Reid. If Andy Reid wins this game, he is cemented not only as a hero in Kansas. I mean, he's already a hero in Kansas City, right, for winning last year. Yeah. But he is cemented as...
0: Uh,
1: He's already going Hall of Fame. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think he submits his legacy as one of the greatest minds in, in the game uh, of the Super Bowl era. And I think it took winning that Super Bowl to get him into that conversation. Because, let's be honest, you, you you can be a great coach all day long and still not win the big one because so few people actually make it there that are good coaches and manage to win it on top of that. Like, Belichick's won what five or six of them? Yeah. Like, and he's, won, he's won almost 10% of all Super Bowls. Like, one coach. Has, yeah, absolutely nuts. Like absolutely. It, and I think that should underscore how difficult it is to do this. And let's be clear. This is not going to be the last time Patrick Mahomes is here. This is not going no. to be the last time Andy Reid is here. I would not be shocked at all to see these guys come back next year.
0: Yep. Now, if
1: they do win and then they come back next year, I think that sets up a 3 P conversation. Yep. This is yep. the team, if there, if there is a team that can unseat the Dolphins as the only undefeated team ever, it's this yeah. Chiefs team. Yeah. But, but, I'm going to Bucks here because, like I said, never, ever discount Tom Brady. Brady, and let me be abundantly clear here, Brady threw three picks in the NFC Championship game. But the first half of that game was vintage Brady. That felt like I was watching the Tom Brady from the 2007 season. Sure, he wasn't throwing deep bombs to Randy Moss, but he was moving the ball down the field in a way that just confused the ever-loving bejesus out of the Packers defense. And it's like, dude, you've been watching this guy for twenty years. Like, most of y'all were kids watching him win his first Super Bowl, yeah. and you're still not able to stop him. Like, dude, I've played with him in Madden. I've watched him play since I was like eight years old. Like, I don't know. I don't know the NFL without Brady. I just don't. It's such a weird concept. Just like with Dirk Nowitzki retired, I didn't know the NBA without Dirk and Tim Duncan and Mono Ginobili and uh, you know all of them. Like, that's how I feel with Tom Brady. If Brady wins, though, if Brady wins, I think he hangs it up. I think he retires fine. I think this is it. I think he has proved. I think that's all he had left to prove was he can do it without Belichick. Uh, I think Brady, like we we talked about lighting a fire underneath him. This is a guy that he's much like Richard in that way, where I think when you tell him he can't do something, he's going to find a way to do it. Oh, you're down 28 to three. Midway through the third quarter of the Super Bowl, you're not going to win. This is the Falcons. Arthur blanks down on the fucking sidelines already. And then he wills them back in the greatest, the single greatest comeback in the history of sports. Tom Brady was behind that. He's behind. You know, he, he was behind uh, so much of the Patriots comeback against the Seahawks in Super Bowl 49. We, we focus on of his failures as of late you know philly special is what comes to mind right everybody thinks of that everyone thinks of the eagles beating him but when it comes down to it he is a proven winner he's the best to ever do it if he's going to do it one more time it's going to be against his successor it's gonna be against this and i think bruce arians has come too far to not win the big one he was never going to be able to do it with carson palmer in arizona no matter how good they were He's True. got the team to do it. If Brady and Gronkowski do it here, they retire the next day. I think they retire for good. They do one day contracts with the Patriots and they go out yep. on top. Yep. They do it. They are those guys. Those two are legends. Uh, I think it adds an interesting, uh, and I think like we keep coming back to the topic of legacy. Right. And I think that's the other yeah. thing. Like, the Bucks have been the laughing stock of the N- have been a laughing stock of the NFL for so long. When's the last time they even had a winning season or made the playoffs? Like 2008, I think. Like it was a very long time ago. Like nobody thought the Buccaneers would do it, and then they went all in on Brady this year. And I think they did the right thing, win or lose. They had a season to be proud of, and I think that's going to will them over the line one more time. I saw something earlier today where Brady saw a teammate of his crying after they won the NFC championship, and he walked up to him just stone-faced and said, what the fuck are you crying for? We still have work to do. There's Um, still one more game to play. There's still 60 minutes left in this season, and he knows better than anyone when that two-minute drill starts what you have to do to be a champion. Mahomes I think figured that out last year For all yeah. his excellence He figured it out last year in that comeback But He's never played against The GOAT like this When he's backed into a corner And I think that Brady as a, His fucking Lion instincts are going to come out And he's going to have just enough in the tank To will them over the line It's going to be close This will be decided Dude, by a field
0: yeah. yeah, This, this is going to be one of the closest games ever I am not gonna, uh, not, 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 I'm not going to under. Yeah, sorry Brady. about that, so Brady. Wait. No, you're good. <laughs> Brady is one of the, Brady is the greatest of all time. It's not even close. And I'm not going to show any disrespect to him. I think he's an amazing player. Yep. But I think there. I think there's another goat across the field. I think that is Patrick Mahomes. And and you could say I'll play the Homer base. Yes, I live in Kansas City. That's fine. Whatever you want to say. That's that's
1: that's the crazy thing. Like I told you, I literally like agonized over this decision. Like I don't think there's a right answer here. Patrick Mahomes in
0: clutch is so deadly. And it's the fact that he could do it with anybody. Yeah, he could throw it to Tyree Kill to spark the Chiefs' offense, and and they could go on a tear like they did last year in the Super Bowl. They also came back from three of the biggest uh, deficits in playoff history last year. They will win every single one of those games. This team hasn't unlocked its full potential this year, and that's why I think they've been saving it for Brady. They're saving it for this. Mahomes is going to get this win, and the Chiefs will become the reigning defending. Undisputed, back-to-back Super Bowl champions. The Kansas City Chiefs are my pick to win the Super Bowl. I can't wait. This is going to be such a great game. If you if you get a chance... well, I'm going to be live-tweeting the entire thing. So if you thought yeah. Rope Talk's Twitter account last week, when the Royal Rumble was going on, and there was a lot of emotions on that night, oh, just imagine me during the Super Bowl. It's going to be fun. Well, and I, I, I think,
1: like, you know, we we talk... I, I, I apologize for I keep saying this word, legacy. you know, you said yeah. it's the goat versus the next goat, and it really is. I mean I think for uh, for both of them, they've got something to prove here. It's cement's legacy for either one if they win, right? Like for Mahomes, if he loses, I think it's far less consequential for Mahomes oh, yeah. to lose this than for Brady. Oh, yeah. Because Brady, I mean, he'll still finish as the GOAT, but everybody will be able to sit there. His detractors will be able to sit there and go, oh, look, see, he couldn't do it without Bill. He couldn't do it without Belichick. He couldn't do it. There's always going to be something. And I think that's all he had left to prove. Honestly, I think he hangs it up last season if he doesn't hear that yeah. his entire career.
0: And and if Mahomes loses, it's like, okay, sweet. They'll just be back here next year. Cool. Mahomes is
1: like 24. Like yeah. He's going to be here for if If even that, like this dude is going to be here coming back repeatedly, like they're going to terrorize the league, like the Patriots did. The question is how long Andy Reed stays, but because Mahomes is such a singular generational talent, that legacy continues after he's gone, after Kelsey is gone, you know yep. that legacy continues with Mahomes. he's going to be the Tom Brady, where no matter who you put with him, he's going to be in a position to win, you know. Uh, I saw something. Tyran Matthew was talking with uh, uh, an interviewer this week about facing Bruce Arians, and he goes, "Bruce was the guy who believed in me when everything went to shit. Like Bruce is the guy who still took a chance on me, who believed in me. He's like, I still talk to him all the time. He's like, it, it it's emotionally like it's a, it's a challenge yep. to face playing him and." I think you've got so many of those storylines here. I mean, you've got the Antonio Brown saga that's still going on, you know. Oh man. We forget he's about to play in a Super Bowl, you know? And it's hilarious how much of a non-factor he's setting up to be, you know. It's it is can Mike Evans be prime time? Is this this is Mike Evans's moment. If you're the Buccaneers, you need him to show up and perform at and God, he's got to be lights out against that defense. He's got to play the best game of his entire life on Sunday.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that is our episode today. Thank you so much to Josh for joining us. Josh, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Uh, You guys can find me on Twitter and on Twitch as at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. Uh, We're streaming a lot of Control and Destiny, of course. And then every Thursday night, you can find me over on Twitch.tv slash HD where I host with our friend Corey DeRig, The Tower Casuals. We talk all about Destiny.
0: Pretty awesome people. Uh, don't forget uh, on Monday, brand new episode of the of Q List, The Office. We got special guests. In the last joining us as we break down season three. Gay witch hunt time, y'all, and it's a good one. Can't wait for you to check that out on Monday. And then next week, we are back with a brand new episode of Leia Party on Wednesday. That one's going to be with Diggity. We're finally doing some content with Diggity. We can't wait to have those guys on the show. It's going to be fun, ladies and gentlemen. For Josh, I'm Logan. Peace.